0: You're listening to the Brooke Snow Podcast, conversations to help you live in your true identity as the creator of your life. I'm your host, Brooke Snow. You have episode 115, The Art of Receiving, Part Six Believe. Do you believe you can receive miracles in your life? Or is it sometimes easier to believe that for other people? rather than yourself. In part six of the Art of Receiving series, we'll start out talking about unbelief. Yes, you heard that right, unbelief, which contrary to what you may think is not the same as lack of faith. We'll talk about how it's possible to have faith and unbelief at the same time. What it means to have unbelief And most importantly, how to turn your unbelief into true belief, true belief in yourself, which as we will come to find out is the key to receiving your own miracles. If you enjoy this podcast, I know you'd love my book, living in your true identity. It's available on amazon.com and in Deseret bookstores. It's filled with 21 tools to help you live life as the best version of yourself. Thank you to everyone who has left a review for this podcast on iTunes. Today's review of the week comes from Emily. She says, I'm in high school and recently I have been having a lot of struggles with some of my friends. A few of my friends have become very toxic and have done some very mean things to me. I feel so stressed and worried about everything when things happen with them. Every time it does, I listen to this podcast I love this podcast so much. It's brought me closer to my savior, and I have felt so much better every time I listen to it. Although it doesn't solve the problems I'm having with my friends, it always lifts some of the stress that I feel. I love being able to listen and to feel uplifted every time. Emily, thank you so much for the review, and I'm so grateful you're able to feel uplifted from these messages. Because I focus so much on being a creator in the work I do for this podcast and at the Creation Coach School, I would love to point out a few wins that I see for you. First of all, you have an amazing sense of self-awareness. The fact that you can spot when relationships turn toxic and that you know that you need to do something to uplift yourself, that is really amazing. That is responding to life as a creator. And just as you mentioned, even if the circumstances may appear to be the same, there is actually a difference. The difference is you. You show up differently in those situations when you are choosing how to respond, especially when you take time out to get clear and uplift yourself. You're going to have more clarity and inspiration on how to move forward. Best of luck to you in navigating the challenging relationships. You are a creator and I am cheering you on. If you want to be the reviewer of the week, please leave me a five-star review in iTunes and share your favorite takeaway so far. If you haven't left a review yet, will you do that today? Just pause the episode and leave a quick review right now. I currently have the goal to make it to a thousand reviews by the end of the year, and we've just reached over 950. I want this podcast to help as many people as possible. So you taking the time to write a review will help me reach that goal. So thank you so much for listening and for sharing. In this art of receiving series, we have discussed how to receive our past and present blessings. And now we're talking about how to receive future blessings. In effort to be a co-creator with God in creating the desires of our heart, it's important we acknowledge blocks that could prevent us from moving into receiving future blessings. In part five, we address the block of aligning our will with God's will. And in this episode, we will address the block of unbelief. You know, I think for most of my life, I have assumed unbelief was simply the opposite of faith. If you didn't have faith, then you didn't believe. Thus, you had unbelief. But did you know it is possible to have faith and also have unbelief at the same time? In the New Testament, there's a powerful story of a man that illustrates this exact situation. In Mark chapter 9, we read about a man who sought out Jesus in the multitude. He was a father who I imagine must have watched Jesus for quite some time, watching him going about performing miracles, healing the sick and the afflicted. I'm sure as he watched Jesus perform these healings, he often thought of his own son, at home, a son who was afflicted, in his words, with a dumb spirit. This affliction caused his son to foam at the mouth, to gnash his teeth, and to pine away, oftentimes causing him to do dangerous things like cast himself into the fire or into the water. It had been years that this father, and I'm sure there was a mother in here too, perhaps an entire family. It had been years for those who had borne this immense burden of trying to protect their son and manage the day-to-day affairs of life to survive. As a parent, I can only imagine what may have gone through this father's heart as he watched Jesus perform these miracles to see others who were suffering have their burdens lifted and healed in miraculous ways. I wonder how long, how many days or months or years he watched Jesus and he heard the stories that were surely a buzz in the community as he began to develop a deep faith in this man, this Jesus Christ, who could instantly heal even the lepers. Do you think he ever wondered if Jesus could heal his own son? Do you think he ever wondered how that healing could transform the life of his family and give a new life to his son? With his growing faith, he approached disciples of Jesus and he asked if they could heal his son. They tried, but they could not heal him. I'm not sure how much time passed between the great disappointment that surely came from the disciples' unsuccessful attempt to heal his son And the time he decided to go to Jesus himself. I imagine this experience likely caused some unbelief in his heart. He may have questioned if his son was an exception, if healing could really come to his family. Nonetheless, in faith, he made his way through the multitude to Jesus, carrying his son, who was all the while thrashing about And wallowing and foaming. Jesus first asked the father how long his son had suffered with this affliction. The man responds, saying, It had been since he was a child. Now, quoting from the account, Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. Straightway, the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. Help thou mine unbelief. How is it that this man can have belief and unbelief at the same time? Friends, unbelief is personal. This father believed in the power of Jesus Christ, so much so he brought his writhing and foaming child through the crowds, a feat I'm sure would have been humiliating and courageous at the same time. He believed in Jesus, but he lacked sufficient belief in himself. He believed Jesus could heal and perform miracles, but he didn't fully believe this power could happen in his family, for his son. Unbelief is personal. Have you ever had the experience of watching other people experience blessings or miracles in their own life and wondered if the same could happen for you? Have you ever watched other people receive exactly what you most deeply hope for and yet wonder if the same could happen for you? I think of my friends who struggle with infertility, what it must be like to learn someone close to them is going to have a baby. Or my friends who have experienced a job loss, watch someone else find the job of their dreams. I remember years ago, putting our house up for sale and having it sit on the market for two years while we paid two house payments. I watched so many people then excitedly share the news of how their house sold so fast and how much money they made and wondering when our own prayers would be answered. I believed God helped them sell their house. I believe he could do the same for me. The Book of Mormon prophet Moroni writes about unbelief and miracles in these words. He states, Has the day of miracles ceased? Or have angels ceased to appear unto the children of men? Or has he withheld the power of the Holy Ghost from them? Behold, I say unto you, nay, for it is by faith that miracles are wrought, and it is by faith that angels appear and minister unto men. Wherefore, if these things, meaning if miracles and the ministering of angels, if these things have ceased, woe be unto the children of men, for it is because of unbelief and all is vain. It is because of unbelief. Those blessings cease only when I believe it can't happen for me. Unbelief is personal. Lord, I believe. Help thou my unbelief. So, how do we strengthen our belief? How do we strengthen our faith that we personally can receive miracles? Every one of us has a miracle that we hope for. It can be as small as the miracle of your child sleeping through the night or as big as hoping for your own healing or the healing of someone close to you. We talk a lot about how to strengthen faith in God. This is foundational and a vital part of the equation. The part we don't mention usually is how to have faith in yourself. Both are necessary. You must believe in the power of God to deliver what you need and desire. And you must also believe in yourself. Believe that you are deserving, worthy, and included in His promises and miracles. When you seek to be a co-creator with God in your life— this includes two parties, God and you. You must have faith in both. So how in the world would you strengthen faith in yourself? Faith in yourself is grown the same way you grow faith in God. It starts as a seed and you nurture it. To increase your faith in God, you have to come to know God. To increase faith in yourself, you have to come to know who you really are. The true you. The divine nature God created you to be. Not the insecure, natural man or woman identity that we can all so easily revert to. Who are you really? Really? To increase your faith in God, you listen to God. To increase faith in yourself, you listen to yourself, your true self, the self that is asking to be taken care of, nurtured, and loved. The self that wants good food, enough sleep, exercise, forgiveness, compassion, and loving kindness. To increase your faith in God, you act. You trust heaven will be there for you. To increase faith in yourself, you act. You honor your commitments to yourself and do the daily habits that nurture and nourish your soul. And guess what happens when you believe in yourself? When you have both faith in Christ and faith in you, just like Moroni promised, you receive miracles and the ministering of angels. The prophet Joseph Smith promised something similar when he said, if you live up to your privileges, the angels cannot be restrained from being your associates. Can you imagine? This is already your privilege. It's already my privilege. Angels, as your associates, is a powerful way to receive those miracles we each seek. Angels can help your child sleep through the night. Angels can help you find that job, sell your house, find the right partner, and any other seemingly impossible task. With God, all things are possible to those who believe. And you must also believe in you. I know this concept could sound wild, (laughs) and yet I invite you to look at your life. Have you ever had times when you have not believed in yourself? Have you had times when you haven't allowed yourself to receive? Have you ever told yourself that your needs or wants did not matter or must come last, or you've excluded yourself from receiving? If so, did this nurture belief or did it create unbelief? How can we have belief that God will give us what we need if we personally don't give ourself what we need? One beautiful way I can nurture belief in myself is to lovingly take care of myself. So I receive the things that I need and want that are in my control. I need good sleep, good food, good movement to take care of my body. I need gratitude, presence, and to allow myself to do the things that light me up and bring me joy so I can take care of my mind and my spirit. When I do these things, I am practicing how to give and receive from myself. I teach myself that I am worth taking care of. I teach myself that I matter. I nurture belief in myself. So as a co-creator with God, I can have faith in him and belief that I am personally worthy and deserving of the blessings I seek. Imagine the power that comes when we can say, Lord, I believe in you. And I believe in me. In my creation course, this is such an important piece that we spend the first several months, yes, months of the program, focusing on establishing, nurturing habits for ourselves. We call them our creator habits. When you're taking care of yourself, you more easily live in your true identity, your true divine nature self. You have more hope in your life and you use your agency to make empowering choices that fill you up and increase your capacity to serve others. This takes practice, especially if we have unsupportive patterns that may have done more to nurture unbelief. Remember, there's always hope and we can always upgrade little by little to foster more belief in ourselves. This is part of the art of receiving. Believe in God. Believe in yourself. Combined, you co-create together in receiving the blessings you desire. Friends, for what it's worth, I want you to know I believe in you. If there's one message I hope to bring over and over again to you, it is to believe in yourself, your true self. I know the miracles that happen when you take care of your true self, when you show up for yourself. Angels really are your associates. Miracles really do happen when you believe in God and when you believe in you. To close, I'd love to leave you with the lyrics to the classic animated film, Prince of Egypt. There can be miracles when you believe. Though hope is frail, it's hard to kill. Who knows what miracles you can achieve when you believe. Somehow you will. You will when you believe art of receiving rests on belief belief in god belief in yourself nurture both see it say it feel it do it become it you are a creator now go co-create something great If you know that your own belief in yourself could use some nourishing, I invite you to sign up for my Christian meditation class. The mantra that we start off with right away in week one is I love and accept you, and then you state your name. What would happen if you said this to yourself every day for five minutes? Would it change anything for you? What would happen if you said this to yourself Every day for five minutes for 40 days in a row. (laughs) I invite you to come find out. From my own experience, I can tell you that everything changes when you believe. Right now, I'm offering a buddy pass with your registration so you can invite a friend to join you in this course for free. It's a 40-day Christian meditation challenge. That means two of you can nurture belief in yourself you can register at the link in the show notes. You can do this. I am cheering you on.